the default of democracy. Hello, it's Nancy and Christian back with our Default of Democracy podcast. We're happy to be back. We got a lot to talk about on this episode, so we're going to be discussing some of those things with y'all. Let's just say, Christian, it has not been a boring summer. It's not. It's been a real hot summer <laughs> and a real, a real poor summer, as we and you were talking earlier. Um, a report came out just a few weeks ago that American credit um, debt has surpassed over a trillion dollars, which is that's over the budget that Congress gets. So it's going crazy. Well, and what that means is while the economy is doing better, it means that we're not paying cash for it. Yeah. We're putting it on the uh, on the bills of our credit cards and worrying about paying it later which is which is a lot that's a very high that's debt a dangerous game that we're playing because trust me as someone who's young you know we just think oh you know i'll just buy it now on my credit card pay a letter but that interest and everything you know it adds up and it accumulates and it just gets out of control sometimes so you know i just feel like a lot of my um it's probably i i Hey, I don't know the exact uh, demographic who is like mostly um, affected by all the debt, but I'm pretty sure it's the younger demographic because, you know, we live for right now. We want this right now, you know. I don't know that that's true. I think everyone has debt at this point. We'd have to look at the statistics. Yeah. But, you know, I actually had my car in the shop this week and, and I said I loved the loaner they gave me. So I had them price me a new car. <laughs> so you're, let's suffice it to say i'm not getting a new car <laughs> i mean i was stunned at the price but if you were younger would you get that new car nancy no the the notes were just huge outrageous i i, I understand it all too well yeah so credit is is an issue that's reflective of where we are as a society Speaking of, as a society, last night was the uh, Republican presidential debates, so we saw the second-tier candidates without former President Trump, and uh, did anything about that stand out to you? Unfortunately, Nancy, I wasn't able to catch most of it. It was some interesting candidates from what, like, the, the headlines and things I've seen, but I didn't, like, catch anything just, you know, spectacular. I feel like, you know, the headliner would have been Trump as he was there. But, you know, Trump, with all these indictments going on, I think it was just too much for him to even go to. And uh, was DeSantis there? I didn't get to see if he, he was, was there. He was there. Yeah. DeSantis was there. I I, um, I reviewed. I didn't get to watch it last yeah. night either. Literally. Uh, but, uh, which probably makes us in sync with most Americans. <laughs> I'm not sure how many watched it. But a couple of things that stood out for me were, uh, it seemed like Ramaswani got more attention and Nikki Haley got more attention than they've been getting on the campaign trail. And at this point, really, Trump has 44% of the vote. So the reason he chose not to appear is because he saw it only as a potential for harm, yeah. not gain for him. He gets a lot of support. Even if, you know, he's maybe not 
staying on topic as much as he should, he still gets a lot of just, you know, press and headlines. You know, he says a lot of things that, you know, might be, you know, off the wall. But I do think Trump, you know, he's a he's a character. He's a character. Well, and speaking of character, he um, somewhere in the last hour or so has, sub has submitted himself to authorities in Georgia for his fourth indictment. I believe this is the fourth one. So, you know, it's it's uh, ongoing, and yet he continues to poll highest among potential Republican candidates. So let's move on and talk about the Harris County Elections Administrator, Christian. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier, and um, we were talking about how the Supreme Court is allowing the state to abolish the Harris County election head, which they said is going to go in effect in September, but... As we know for elections, they're already unorganized already. You know, it's hard to even... Sometimes I don't even know if there's an election going on. You know, they don't really they don't really advertise as much. Like, you see it some places, but, you know, it's kind of hard. So, like, this, this new stuff going forward, I think it's just going to make it just a little bit more unorganized. So, we don't know what's going to happen going forward. So we'll see what the outcome of this will be. So this was a bill passed by the state legislature to abolish only Harris County's elections administrator. I mean, half the counties in Texas have election administrators. And it took the running of the election, it takes it back to voter registration will be under the tax assessor and election operations will be under the county or district clerk, one of those two. And, you know, the goal that Harris County had set out, though it had not worked perfectly, uh, was to streamline the elections. Well, now we're going to be splintered, and it's probably going to be a little bit chaotic in the November election. Hopefully they'll sort it out by the March. A little bit, Nancy. <laughs> a little bit. I don't know if you've been seeing these elections these past years, but they're always chaotic. Well... And it's concerning, Christian, because what we're all about in this podcast is getting you out to vote and getting you to care about voting. And so I think the point we're making is no matter how hard they make it for you to vote, you still have to put your mind to it and get it done. And it's it's so sad. Like You think that they'll make it easier to vote, but they keep bringing forth these new laws, making it way more difficult. I, we were even talking about it um, in our earlier podcast, how some like people aren't even allowed to like give out water at the polls. Like That's like uh, against the law or something. I'm, I don't know. It's well, crazy. We better pray this heat wave ends yeah. soon. <laughs> these hundred, this string of no rain and 100 plus days, 100 degree plus days. Of course, we're in Houston, Texas, so that is why. We're used uh, to it. We're, but still, it, it, by voting, let's hope it um, calms down. Uh, all right, and then the other thing we wanted to talk about was, you know, our ongoing interest in what's happening with HISD. And I told you how stunned I was that they've given the superintendent 
unlimited spending authority up to a million dollars. So just to contrast that with other governments, local governments, it's 25,000 and 50,000. I mean, over at the county, Christian, they put almost every contract on yes. the agenda. And so here we're handing this guy, he can spend a million dollars without asking anybody. And that is just, I, I'm just struck by that. Like we were saying earlier, well, that can open up some doors for alleged or potential, even corruption, you know, suspicious contracts. I mean, you see how they had Lena. So it could... Judge it <laughs> Judge it doggo. So... You know, we don't know what's going to happen with that going forward. Let's just hope that the the money's in the right hands and that the person in charge is going to do the right thing and help out their constituents. Let's hope he uses his spending authority for good. I do want to give him credit for something because I, I think you and I have both been pretty harsh about this new state-appointed uh, superintendent. He did listen to the parents who were very angry because he took away recess. And so he reversed that position and is bringing recess back into the curriculum at the uh, targeted schools. So I'll give him a little pat on the back <laughs> about that. But now, you know, let's get on to one of our favorite subjects, Houston City Elections, which are now basically 90 days away. We're... You know, we're coming up to September. Y'all, early vote starts in mid-October. Early vote, early vote, early vote. If you don't got no time, they got two whole weeks before the election starts to get your vote out from, what, 7 in the morning until 7 at night? Well, it's different hours. Well, oh, okay, well. Different hours on different days. It depends, depends. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but the main thing is... I've still got friends telling me they didn't know there was a mayor's race happening. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing, people. Here's the thing. Everybody cares who's president. We started off by discussing the Republican primary debate. But here's, here's the bottom line. President does not have a whole lot of day-to-day -day effect on your life. But your water comes from the mayor. I'm currently having low water pressure because there's a leak somewhere yeah. in my neighborhood. And All in my Houston has actually. I I think so. And so, you know, when your water doesn't come out of your faucet and your garbage doesn't get picked up, that's the city. And so many of you do not care and do not vote in city elections. The average turnout for a city election is around 20% of voters. And that's just horrifying, really, when you think about it. The streets you drive on, the water you drink, the sewer, the trash pickup, all of that is under the control of the mayor and city council. So let's talk about Tony Busby. Famous lawyer in Houston, has a lot of money, and he submitted his... um his paperwork just this earlier this week to run in the city um, council run. So I think, I mean, he's really popular. I think he's going to do well, honestly. Well, it's it was a real shock to the incumbent, of course, who's yeah. council member Mary Nan Huffman. Uh, and 
but it is a very, uh, it's a majority white, uh, comfortable, I will say, wealthy slash comfortable district that yeah. he's running in. He ran for mayor. He won this area very heavily when he ran for mayor. So um, council member Mary Nan Huffman's been a good, steady council member, but will his name ID alone? But here's real issue. I think that it will increase turnout in that area. Yeah. It'll increase voter turnout in that area. And that, who does that, which mayoral candidate does that give advantage to? I would say, I would say John. John Whitmire, yeah. of course. Yes, of course, John Whitmire will get some advantage by that increased turnout. And that District G votes fairly high. Yeah. And this, again, gets to our point, Christian, about people not voting. You've got to vote, people, because an example of this is that District G will vote 30,000 people probably. Yeah. Whereas District B that takes in Fifth Ward, Acres yeah, Homes. less than 10,000. Less than 10,000 voters. Everyone just needs to start, you know, doing their research on the candidates, you know, seeing um, what their what their um, their platforms are. And as we're, you know, as you're talking about John Whitmore, I've been seeing his posters everywhere. I've been seeing his at radio ads, TV ads. But I don't know. I just haven't been seeing Sheila like that. I really haven't, Nancy. Well, I, I think that's indicative. He's running a very aggressive campaign. Uh, and she's going to rely on traditional methods to get the vote out. Yeah. And she's doing less TV and radio yeah. than he is. Uh, but, you know, the the run of the forums is really yeah. kicking off. I plan to go to a couple in the next two weeks uh, and see them all on stage together. And but you're right. He has definitely uh, captured the purchased yeah. the purchase market. I've been seeing his uh, four by eights everywhere, yeah. everywhere as well. That's what we call those big but signs. What, what wins elections, Nancy? Does the name the does the grassroots campaign win the election, or does the big money, big name win the election? What wins the elections, Nancy? At the end of the day. Well, in Houston, it's been mixed. I mean, uh, if you think about it, we just talked about Tony Busby. He outspent yeah. Mayor Turner in a huge way in uh, 2019. And then Bill King outspent Mayor Turner in 2015. Anise Parker was dramatically outspent by her opponent. So it can be, it can slice both ways. You need the money to run an effective campaign. Yeah, you do. You really do. But... Um, because the voter turnout is so low, if you target just where you expect your voters to be, you can run a cost-effective election. Sheila Jackson Lee and and John, they could even you know get that that runoff going on. So even if it's even if John you know gets more votes or Sheila, they can get the runoff going, and that can go either way. Yeah, I I think that the two of them are fairly definitively headed to a runoff. So it'll the election will carry on to December, which, hey, if you miss voting in the first round, which <laughs> Christian and I may personally hunt you down yeah. if you do that. Uh, but 
if you do, then you'll have another chance to vote, hopefully, or most likely in December. Some people think Senator Whitmire is doing so well he could win without a runoff. I don't think that's possible because I think there's a total of 18 to 20 candidates. So even if everybody just got 1% yeah. or even 0.5%, it's enough of a draw off the top two. You'll have to win a landslide, which... I don't, that don't really happen a lot in Houston, honestly. It doesn't. Speaking of Ted Cruz, no, I'm sorry. We're not going to go there. <laughs> I saw that he fell for a meme on social media where there was a shark. It was a meme of a shark floating down an LA freeway in the floods, but it was a meme and, and he thought it was real. And then he goes, Hey, it's LA. What could you, ex <laughs> what do you expect? It could be anything. So he Even kind of politicians are falling for the misinformation, Nancy. So you can easily fall for it. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny actually. And I thought he handled it well. It's Hollywood. Yeah. What do you expect me to say? But anyway, good old, good old Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Um, all right. Well, Hey, we want to end today by just stressing uh, Houston just put out uh, watering limits. I was going to talk about that, Nancy. I was like, oh, I want, is she going to bring it up? Is she going to bring it up? Oh, I walked outside and looked at my lawn. <laughs> my yard is dead, sadly. Everything's dead. It's, and I like uh, I just keep seeing like water pipes busting everything I'm like why is there a water limit and I feel like the city's literally wasting water so I'm like what's going on they they, they are because the hotter it gets and the lack of rain the the things are buckling in this heat and so this we even have a drought we have a drought. We're in a drought. So now my magnolia tree, which is over 200 years old and I'm really worried about, yeah. I need to be watering it. But now I can only water on Sundays and when Sundays and Thursdays, I think. I don't know. I've got to go look yeah. it up again. But we entered drought conditions today. So um, these are the issues that we're talking about that affect your everyday life that are under the control of city government. City government. Is Texas turning into California, Nancy? We're having droughts. <laughs> We're having natural disasters. Well, I think the whole climate around the whole world right now is is in turmoil. So we're just... Uh, we froze in the winter, which we never do. And now we're as hot as we can be and hotter than we've been. So, you know, we can't we can't uh, control climate change at the local level by Houston by itself. Although this mayor's done a lot yeah. on that issue. And it's up to my generation to change it because your generation got to reap the benefits. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with you. So you know what? Get off your tail ends. Go vote because that's how you're going to affect change. That is the only way. Your vote is your voice. And we need you all to participate in your government. And if you're not voting for yourself, please vote for your loved ones. Please vote for your children. You know, your children are the future. You can say, oh, it doesn't affect me. Well, it actually does. It affects your children's life, your children, children's lives. You know, all your loved ones, people in school, um, you know, the homeless, it's, it affects everyone. So, you know, people don't really care about the primaries or, or the general elections. 
the only time people come out to vote is every four years for what the presidential election that is over and people just complain <laughs> for the next four years and well and again a presidential election deals with global and it policies really affect but you. it doesn't affect that water coming out of your faucet really? that's the city election so why do we vote 50 percent for presidential which is still abominable by the yeah. way but we vote 20 percent for city and so this is something we will be harping on steadily now over the next few months so uh, here we are to remind you to pay attention. These elections are heavily underway now. Y'all need to start paying attention to the campaigns. And please don't default on democracy. And if you are against the, the laws and changes that are happening, let your voices be heard. Because um, me and Nancy were discussing for the podcast how even at um, the University of Houston, you know, they're getting rid of, you know, the diversity and inclusion programs due to that law that was passed. Or, you know, we're getting rid of the LGBT type of programs, you know, because... They closed the state. Yeah, they're closing it down. And it's like they're closing it down because the state's saying we won't fund it because, you know, they're not with that. And, um, you know, that's really unfortunate for those type of people, you know, to... You know, they feel, you know, safe and like they have a voice or a place of protection. You know, we talk about that all the time, like with your daughter and a lot of people who are, you know, diverse. U of H has one of the highest diversity. I've met so many people from around the world. And it's like, why aren't we, you know, promoting diversity? You know, we're all so different. And like me and you always talk about we're all immigrants. We're all immigrants. Somewhere along the way, Somewhere unless you're Native way. American. You immigrated here. Um, okay, folks, that's it for today. Again, pay attention. Engage in the system. Look for the mayoral forms in your neighborhood. Check to see if your city council member is opposed. Check to see who your city council member is. But we are going to keep talking about these elections coming up. And do your research. Do not just vote for candidates because your Aunt Karen on Facebook says they don't like this person. So you're going to vote for that person that they're supporting. Please go out. Do your due diligence and vote for the person that you think is the best for you and your family. And learn more about them. Like I say, all the forums, there'll be a forum and I pretty much going forward. So get out there, go learn and pick the person you think will be the best leader of our city into the future. <laughs>